0: You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guests, Amanda Valdez and Rado Sargi of the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. As the landscape of commerce and shipping has changed in dramatic fashion, some ports have struggled to keep pace with the new demands. Shortages in equipment and labor, compounded with record volumes and strains on capacity, have put ports under immense pressure to maintain steady operations. Amanda Valdez and Rado Sargi of the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey give us a look at how they're managing to keep operations above water. Joining me today on the Inbound Logistics Podcast, we have Rado Saragi, manager of Ocean Carrier Relations and Amanda Valdez, manager of business development and industry relations unit for Port of New York, New Jersey. Rado, Amanda, thank you so much for joining the show this morning. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's great to have you. Let's start off by uh, introducing yourselves to our audience. If you could take us through a little bit about your background and what you're currently doing with the port today. Amanda, I'll ask you to kick us off, please.
1: Sure. Uh, Thanks. My name is Amanda Valdez and I'm the manager of the business development and industry relations unit for the port department at the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. Uh, I've been with the agency for 21 years and have served in various roles, including uh, market analysis, the management of our foreign trade zone program, as well as several port efficiency and customer outreach initiatives. I'm looking forward to our
0: discussion. Perfect. Thank you. Rado, how about you, sir?
2: My name is Rado Saragi, and I've been with the Port Authority of New York, New Jersey for a little more than six years now. I started in the freight logistics industry almost 30 years ago with accumulated knowledge and experience in the ocean and land transportation. Today, my primary responsibility at the agency is to maintain and enhance relationship with the ocean carriers and also provide general support to the port department's leadership. And thank you for having me here.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So let's get right into it then uh, with everything that's gone on volumes uh, at the the Port of New York, New Jersey uh, are at all time highs. Uh, can you uh, go into how the ports working through the strains uh, affecting you guys over there?
1: Sure. Um, last year, we moved nearly nine million to EUs, which was an 18 and a half percent increase
0: from 2020.
1: These are volumes that our 30 year Portmaster plan hadn't projected until 2026. So we've experienced five years of growth in about 18 months. Um, The capital projects and port improvements we've completed in the past few years certainly provided the infrastructure and capacity to handle these volumes, but we also need to credit what we call the three Cs, collaboration, communication, and coordination between our port partners. Uh, This collaboration actually began in 2015 when we established the Council on Port Performance to bring together stakeholders from every sector of the industry. The CPP works collectively to identify ways to improve the flow of cargo through our gateway, and it was an invaluable, invaluable forum during COVID, and we continue to rely on it today as we navigate the ongoing challenges throughout the supply chain.
2: And container volume at the port remains very high following these record years since before the pandemic. We just reported March volume at 9% increase over March 2021. and. Quarter one volume this year has gained 11% over the same period in 2021. We wouldn't have been able to achieve those numbers without the three C's that Amanda had mentioned.
0: Amanda, uh, you work with the the Business Development and Industry Relations Unit. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and how that group uh, engages with the shipping, uh, logistics and warehouse communities?
1: Sure. So the Business Development and Industry Relations Unit's goal is to collaborate with our port partners to promote and market the port of New York and New Jersey. Our goal is to advance existing business and target new business opportunities. We're also focused on intermodal rail development, port efficiency, and customer outreach efforts. Uh, Our team engages directly with stakeholders throughout the entire supply chain so that we can understand and be responsive to their needs. These stakeholders include marine terminal operators, ocean carriers, uh, the trucking community, beneficial cargo owners, warehousing and distribution centers, class one railroads, and there are many others. Uh, We regularly connect with these stakeholders through a combination of outreach activities. Uh, We hold virtual and in-person customer meetings. We have forums such as the CBP and Port Users Group. We host port briefings and facility tours and regularly attend industry events and conferences. It's essential for us to build these strong working relationships with our customers and port partners, especially as we continue to experience record-breaking volume.
2: So successful commercial outreach is reliant on the ability to share market intelligence and customer feedback with the port community service providers. Engaging and collaborating directly with the operational partners is vital to pursue best practices and continue enhancing port-wide service reliability. And BDIR is well positioned to serve as a liaison to the port stakeholders about matters concerning projects, initiatives, industry development, and outreach engagement that could improve the port's competitive position. Great.
0: Now that we're in uh, this uh, post-pandemic scenario, uh, hopefully, we've noticed that uh, equipment shortages have been problematic throughout the supply chain industry. Uh, Can you tell me about how the Port of New York and New Jersey is dealing with the equipment providers during these shortages?
1: During the height of COVID, we held weekly stakeholder calls to stay ahead of emerging issues like equipment inventory. Our equipment providers have worked tirelessly to keep as much of their inventory as possible in service. Uh, We've also expanded outreach to our off-port partners in warehousing and distribution to better understand their operations and find ways to align them with the ports. One of the issues we're facing is a disconnect between warehouses and terminal hours of operation, especially when terminals have extended their hours and are opening weekend gates. This definitely impacts equipment availability, so it's important that we continue to communicate with this sector of the industry.
2: And equipment availability remains an issue today. And uh, as Amanda had mentioned, we continue to communicate not only with the service providers, but also the beneficial cargo owners who are essentially sitting on those equipment at their warehouses because they're not able to process a lot of them. So we communicate with them to uh, ensure fluidity of the the freight whenever it's possible.
0: Now, uh, in addition to equipment shortages, we in Inbound Logistics Magazine have also uh, identified uh, that the supply chain is suffering from labor shortages as well in particular with truckers. So what's the, the port uh, doing to help promote more uh, workers entering uh, these particular fields?
2: Well, that's a very good topic. Um, I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge ILA, the trucking community and all the port workers for their extraordinary efforts during the pandemic. They handled the non growth in cargo while simultaneously dealing with a world health crisis. They didn't have the opportunity to work from home like so many of us did. So instead, they worked tirelessly day and night to keep the supply chain moving. Yes, the labor shortage is an issue that's been on our radar for several years. And in 2017, the Poor Authority and the New York Shipping Association launched a standing committee of the CPP to address the concerns of aging workforce. Our workforce development team represents businesses in the transportation and logistics and distribution industry, vocational schools, and representatives from our host communities. They hold career awareness and job fairs throughout the year to educate community members on the types of trainings, internships, and jobs that exist within the industry.
1: Regarding truckers, the Port Authority is focusing a great deal on improving the trucker experience to both attract and retain drivers. Our drivers move close to 85% of our cargo and are essential to the success of our port. We're working closely with the trucking industry and marine terminal operators on enhanced communications and signage throughout our facilities, as well as access to restrooms and other amenities. We've also taken steps to reduce barriers to entry for new drivers by developing training and onboarding programs. And we're developing an orientation and safety training video for drivers that are new to our port. We recognize that our drayage drivers face challenging work conditions, and we're looking for ways to alleviate their frustrations wherever we can.
0: All right. Now, speaking about uh, that cargo, uh, BCOs have been front loading their cargo uh, due to the risk of not being able to stock their shelves. They want to have that inventory available, right? So uh, can you talk to me about how that's affecting the terminals uh, at the Port of New York, New Jersey?
2: Well, yes. We know from many shippers and stakeholders of the port about front loading since as early as last year. The shortage of essential products we experienced in 2020 for shippers to build their inventories to meet strong consumer demands and shift from their just-in-time to just-in-case strategy to mitigate supply chain disruptions like the rolling COVID lockdowns we're seeing in Asia. Shippers have also been routing more cargo to the East Coast to avoid congestion and any potential labor disruption associated with the ILWU's contract negotiation on the West Coast. The surge of freight, impacts what we realize today, the fragile supply chain around the world. Here at the Port of New York, New Jersey, terminal operators continue to perform at the highest level, level managing the increased number of vessels arriving at the port. They constantly communicate with the vessel operators to maximize berth utilization and efficiencies of the port.
1: As Rado mentioned earlier, our inbound volumes remain high and containers are dwelling longer. Some shippers are actually using the marine terminals as storage facilities because their warehouses are full, or they simply don't have truck capacity to pick up their containers. That extra cargo makes a big difference in productivity. Like all ports, we're experiencing very high inventories of empties on terminal and in depots. Uh, With empties taking up so much space, terminals are not accepting empty returns, which forces trucking companies and warehouses to hold containers in their yards. These containers end up sitting on desperately needed chassis, which further tightens equipment capacity. Despite these challenges, we continue to maintain fluid operations. From our perspective, our investment in infrastructure improvements provided us the capacity we needed to handle this surge in cargo. But this same capacity needs to be matched throughout the supply chain in order to avoid the bottlenecks we're seeing today.
0: Okay, so uh, this is always a little tricky, but let's look at operations over the next two years, let's say. Uh, what do you guys forecast for the port uh, of New York, New Jersey, let's say for the next two years?
1: Sure. Well, like everyone in the industry, we, we wish we had a crystal ball. Um, we anticipate strong volumes for 2022 and into 2023, but there's still a lot of uncertainty. Uh, we don't know how much more volume we'll receive from shippers diverting their cargo from other ports. Uh, to what extent the rolling COVID lockdowns in Asia will further disrupt the supply chain, uh, if the elevated demand for goods will continue once the virus finally subsides and spending patterns return to normal, Or what the impact of the war in Ukraine, which is a major supplier of many vehicle manufacturers, parts and components, uh, will mean for our auto and container lines of business. And of course, inflation remains a wild card as we build our forecasts. So we're definitely dealing with several variables that will impact supply chain fluidity and performance in the near future.
0: Uh, Amanda Rado, that's a lot of great information there. Uh, Given all the disruptions that we've been through, uh, we know we're not out of the woods just yet, but it sounds like the port's going to be able to uh, roll on and roll steady throughout what's to come. So uh, can we send the audience somewhere if they want to find out more information about the port and all of its offerings?
1: Um, Absolutely. Uh, Additional information about our port can be found on our website at www.portnynj.com.
0: Perfect. And that link will be in the show notes. So if you want to find out more information, uh, head there. Uh, Amanda Valdez, Rado Sargi, thank you so much for your time today. Best of luck to you guys. Uh, best of luck to the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. And you guys continue to stay safe, please.
2: Thank you. You as well. Thank you.
1: You as well. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly getil That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game.
0: The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine.